Welcome to the Hands-On Podcast with Jim and Dan Miller. Um, on today's special Monday edition, we are joined by Gus Kangemi of Live the Wildlife TV. Um, Gus has a show on Pursuit Channel. Pursuit Channel, yes. Yep. Um, has, what, seven seasons now? It's going into my seventh season. Going into the seventh yes. season and uh, has, has hunted all over the world, has... Um, the SEI number one brown bear, brown bear with uh, with archery. Yeah, um, and he's got some crazy stories. Yeah, <laughs> you know now I'm all talked out. We've been here for like two hours talking, yeah, hanging we out. Now now it's like I got to yeah. get on get on yeah. the air and uh, retell the stories. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean my thing was um, a guy who ran camera for me mm-hmm. and produced your your uh, pilot. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of heard about you guys. Saw the pilot and. The fact that I live in New York and you guys yeah. are over here in Jersey, it's an hour, less than an hour to door to door. So I thought I'd kind of like to get to know you guys a little bit only because, uh, you know, I do a lot of training. I'm, I'm 59, so I do a lot of training just to be able to go on these hunts. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was just a kind of a cool thing between the training and the hunting, eating what you kill, that whole mindset. Yeah. And yeah. I thought it would be kind of cool to get together. Yeah. 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 You know, and... Uh yeah, we met through Chris. He's a, he's a cool dude. He's got some cool yeah. stories himself. Yes, he does. Yeah, um, yeah. You know about... Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you the cool story. I'll tell you the cool story His about Mexico Chris. Mexico hunt. Nah, <laughs> well, yeah, that was that was pretty cool, but I'll tell you about the another near-death one. Uh-huh. So we're in uh, Alaska. We're on a self-guided moose hunt, hooked up to this buddy of mine who... Uh, you know, we were up there. I was up there for 42 days. So I had a layover between uh, black bear hunting on a boat. We were going, and we were going to do all self-guided stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he said, hey, man, you want to hunt with my dad, Moose? I mean, you can go up to the cabin, and we don't let nobody there, but I'll let you and the cameraman go. They're really cool people. I sh- still stay in touch with them. And um, so we go up, and uh, it's not really Moose. It's Moose season, but it's real early and mm-hmm. yeah. really thick foliage, and we, it's pouring rain every day. The rivers are just so swollen. So anyway, we just happen to be sitting there talking, doing some stuff, and we glass it, and we see this Moose shedding its uh, velvet off its antlers. So now you see these white antlers. I'll keep the story short. So we book our way around. Boom, got in on this moose. Shoot him. You know, man, had a push. We walked him through the lake. You know, and I'm not the tallest <laughs> guy in the world. You know, I, you know, I just. So I'm walking along with me, me and this guy's dad, and we're we're floating this moose. And I'm just thinking any second I'm going to step in and sink. But anyway, so we get the moose out, cut it up. Great. We fill his freezers, and, and it's awesome. Well, you know, with these television shows, there's. Uh, a little bit of uh, reenactment. How's mm-hmm. that sound? Is that yeah. like a good yeah. word? I'm trying to. So basically, we, you know, when you're running after a moose, you're not videoing every step mm-hmm. of the way. Yeah. Not the good-looking, slow-motion, nice stuff. Yeah. I mean, we got cameras rolling, but you know, you're moving. Yeah. So to make the story, we're trying to tell the story. And actually, while we were going, the guy's um, the the his strap on his rifle, the sling broke. Mm-hmm. So he had like a zip tie. So he. The thing broke on the way there, blah, blah. So we're going to reenact this. So you got to picture this. We start walking. So it's cr- the guy with the rifle, me, then Chris, behind us with the camera, walking. Yeah. And he goes, oh, wait, wait, Gus. He had two cartridges in the sling. Mm-hmm. So he ejects two cartridges, puts them in the sling. And then we're going to have the strap break. But he didn't realize that when he did the two ejections, he, he, he chambered a third round. <laughs> so this, as the rifle, you know, the sling breaks on camera, yeah. slides over across my chest, hits the ground, and goes off. <laughs> Me and Chris, so we like, we rewatched that footage, and it's like, still to this point, it wasn't so bad when we were there. Yeah. 
But when I but when you look at it now, it's like, <laughs> oh man, we came that close to dying. <laughs> yeah, it's funny yeah. for reenacting something. Too. Yeah, I mean it was just so yeah. stupid. Yeah. It's almost as bad as the bear when I got stabbed with the knife yeah. from the guy. And I'm going, really, man? I just shoot this bear. Come back the next day and I get stabbed. Anyway, uh, you know it's it's crazy because we we you know we've we've hunted for. Um, what, like 15, yeah. something like that? 15, a little more than that. Yeah, like almost 20 18, years. Yeah, 20 years. Um, you know, like we grew up, I mean, our father hunted and, and uh, was never that successful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he grew up, grew up uh, uh, you know, uh, shooting a doe here and there right, and, yeah. and, and shooting birds and stuff. But, shooting <laughs> um, a doe here and there. <laughs> but like once we, um, we kind of got into it, we, we, you know, we hunted around here and, and, we haven't had much opportunity to get like out of state. Yeah. Um, you know, we uh, we hunted in Pennsylvania when we shot the the, the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the opportunity to hunt down in Oklahoma for for wild pigs, and um, it's always been like chomping at the bit to to get out and to go to Alaska or right. Colorado, Montana, um, and and experience some of these things, and it's. In the last few months, you know, we, we've been creating these these connections with with people, and you know, through guys like Chris, and you know, meeting yourself, and um, the guys at A and W Nature Labs, they, yeah. they they introduced us to to some people, and and uh, it's amazing how many like legitimate hunters are in this area, yeah. like guys that have been everywhere and done these things that like. Yeah. That we want to do, and it's like, man, you know, you're you're from I'm from, from New Jersey, Jersey, and it's like nobody else from here gets it, but there really are people that <laughs> that that get it and get to do it, and it it, it makes it even worse. Yeah. Here's the deal: um, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, parts of and Pennsylvania, four million hunting licenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about how many people that is, yeah. right? Yeah. Where's the ha- capital of the world? Look at New York. People mm-hmm. from Jersey. There's affluent people here with yeah. money. Yeah. Not for nothing. And you could do a lot of these because I've done a lot of self-guided stuff in Alaska. It still costs you yeah. to get there, your food, mm-hmm. getting all your equipment there. It still costs money, especially doing a TV show. Yeah. But so these people travel around the world. I've met so many interesting people just from our area. And mm-hmm. that's my whole thing is, um, of course, you know, I didn't start hunting until I was 31. I'm from Brooklyn. So, you know, yeah. already I got, I'm Italian from Brooklyn, I'm short. Now, all these things are <laughs> three strikes against me, you know. But anyway, I get there, and, like, um, I love to go to places like Alaska because, to me, it was the adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. you don't realize how many people here have already done it yeah, and people yeah. you talk to. So yeah. it's, it is cool. Yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, the community is is bigger than it seems. You know, I mean, we're in, we're in Sussex County, so it's this is, like, farm country. Right, you know. Yep. Rednecks, you know, we're hillbillies. <laughs> but, not for, but not for nothing, man. We got some of the blessed, best black bear hunting mm-hmm. yeah. in North America right here yep. in New Jersey. Yeah. Now, you guys know what bears are taken out of here now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could bait in New Jersey. You could bait it yourself. You could set your stand, You know, your stands. There are some rules mm-hmm. that are kind of strange. You know, yeah. it's Jersey, man. I, you know, it's, I yeah. throw my hands up. <laughs> I mean, you could bait a bear, but you have to be 100 yards from the yeah. bait in a tree stand. Yeah. You yeah. can't hunt a trail coming in, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but if you're on the ground, you could be right in the bait mm-hmm. pile. Yeah. So there's, there's some rules that you have to follow. But it's great because these are world-class animals. 
<clears throat> right here. Yeah. Yeah. And and nobody knows about it. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. I said, they hear the same thing about New York. And I think even some of the deer, I was surprised, the size of the deer that get taken in Jersey. Look, we both have them in New York and New Jersey, some large deer, but we just don't have the numbers. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, you don't think of it as a white-tailed mecca. But still, to me, um, setting your own stuff, mm-hmm. it's just way cooler than going to an outfitter. Yeah. I know some outfitter friends of mine who are not going to be happy to hear that, but <laughs> it just, it's much more gratifying when yeah. you do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, you're getting yourself prepped for these trips. You know, if you're, if you're doing stuff here, you're setting your stands, you're, you're packing your meat out, you're doing all your things here, um, you're getting yourself ready mm-hmm. to go to Alaska because it's not a joke. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a place that, you know, you guys fight in a ring. You have to train. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right? Because stuff happens. Same thing in Alaska. You go there, you train to go. Be prepared for the worst because mm-hmm. when it happens, there's nobody coming to get you. Yeah, yeah. You, you got you know, you to do it yourself. But it's still, I've seen some of the most amazing places in the world. Because of hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Places that hardly any humans have ever been. Because there would be no reason to go there mm-hmm. unless you were going there to hunt. Yeah. So that it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Gus, that's what I'm kind of trying to get my head around, right? So oh, you where did kind this voice of come from? <laughs> where did this voice come <laughs> from? Oh. behind you. we got people everywhere. <laughs> it's around me. <laughs> you know, so coming from Brooklyn, there's a lot of people that are passionate about hunting. I mean, all those licenses. But you really turned it into a business, and you've had kind of profound success in this industry. What do you attribute that what to? What you say? I'm money hungry or something? Like, I got to... Uh, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Is that where you're going with yeah, this? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm about to ask you. Right, right, Joe yeah. Pesci. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I'm, I mean, I mean funny? maybe I'm not really getting what you're saying. Funny, funny? What are you trying to say? Like, uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) What happened, well, for me was that uh, I tasted venison. Mm -hmm. I had a log home upstate New York, and I never hunted a day in my life. And I tasted venison, and somehow, man, I'll be straight with you, it clicked. Nobody in my family ever hunted. I didn't know much about hunting. I played ball my whole life. I never cared about hunting. And when I tasted the venison, it it somehow was like, wow, I could go harvest my own food. Look, I know there's food in the supermarket. And I don't want to say this the wrong way so people get offended, but, look, I eat meat. And what kind of a hypocrite would I be if I eat meat that somebody else will kill, but I won't kill it myself? Yeah. So my point is, if you do eat meat, you should learn to kill it yourself, if you had to. I'm not telling you you should go out and do it, but it's a cool thing to know. It's just, um, it's, it's just something that um, it's liberating mm-hmm. to know you can go in the woods and harvest your own food. So after I tasted it, Boom, I started hunting, and uh, I started with a bow. Bow has always been my passion. Uh, I met a guy on another TV show. I was met him up in Canada. Cool dude, Mike Avery. We just started talking for a while. Um, he, I was going up to do a brown bear hunt in Alaska. He sent me a bow. I went up, and I was on his show for like three years. And what happened was he, uh, after 25 years in the industry, he had enough. He just does radio now. He syndicated radio all over Michigan. And um, I had all this footage. So, you know, it's funny because I talked to you guys about it at the ATA show. Um, you know, I'm thinking, oh, the sponsors love me. Yeah. These guys love me. I'm killing all kinds of stuff. These guys really like me. So you go to them to get a check. Yeah. Just being honest. I mean, this is how hard it is to get off the ground. I mean, most people who hear about this, how do you get started in this industry, uh, especially now with all the um, online stuff? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you just need to build a following. Yeah. Yeah. you got to show them numbers. So it took a while to get this rolling, but it just... Uh, it just became a passion for me. I mean, I still have my drywall company, and we still do work in uh, New York and Connecticut, and you know. Mm. But I do this, and 
I don't know. It's doing okay. It's going into the yeah. seventh season. Mm-hmm. Had a little bit of success. Yeah. A little bit. A little <laughs> it's like it's like one thing bit. that I I I absolutely like hunting in Alaska and absolutely love it, and then it's like drywall, something that I fucking hate. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but it's two things that I'm dude, bad at, like hunting dude, and drywall. Well, I'm, in, I'm in that club, man. I well, the club. only thing is, you probably had bad. Ex- he doesn't seem like a crybaby drywaller. I had um, we no, were I had, framers. I had bad so teaching. We always dealt yeah. with crybaby wall. wall <laughs> you know, they would be like, "This is crooked. That is not where it's supposed. Well, There's not a nailer it, here. Uh, you got to come back and put a nailer." <laughs> but the funny thing is, but you know, I don't know how how, how intense we can get on this. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. intense as you want. Yeah, yeah. we we, we check go. all the go decks. for it. You know, so you carpenters, like you know, you come through, you back down the house, and you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, now we got a guy. He buys the house. He's laying in bed with his wife. She's looking up at the ceiling. And going, crooked. I hate being here. So what is she doing? She's picking out my drywall. She ain't picking out your carpet. <laughs> so I gotta make the trip back and fix it. I mean, tell me how that's fair. You know what? <laughs> I love the other trades. Once we cover it, their work disappears. Now, right. whatever happened before us, it's all our fault. we got to fix it. See, you know, it, it, it goes down the line. Straight, right? I can remember bitching about But I'm the last the... guy at the line. It's all dumping on me. Well, that'd be the painter. I mean, but, yeah, we used to do no, that. No, with no, the, no. The we painters, did that with the mason. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The painters it used to be don't. Like, no, no. Don't go there. Why do I square the foundation? Shouldn't the mason have already squared the foundation? You're right. You're right. Why do I have to do that? The problem is that once that's done, Right. You don't have homeowners bothering you. Right. The painter's not responsible for anything. No, no. Not today, because if that wall is crooked, it's paint. I right. painted it. I didn't. Right. They always look to us. It's always the drywall guy, the poor <laughs> drywall guy. Well, the poor cracks. <laughs> I'll give you the cracks, but that's just the wet wood. <laughs> you can hang drywall without a nailer, right? Yeah, just float yeah, it. Just yeah, float you just float it. Yeah, just float it. Yeah, and paint, make it what it is. Don't be a crybaby. Just like, get it done. I always like when guys. I walked into construction trailers, especially with new guys, that new project manager stuff. And I walk in with a piece of perforated tape, you know, that we use on the wall, and chalk. And I show this is what I'm. This won't hold your house together. <laughs> okay, it's paper and chalk. If that house moves, it's going to crack. It's going to crack. Not my Absolutely. Fault. Yeah. But enough of that. Let's get into some training stuff, man. Yeah. You know, I want to hear about you. Man, you are, I'm not that interesting. You guys, on. I came we, down to hear about you guys. We uh, we started fighting. Or, well, we grew up wrestling. Yeah. Um, and then um, we were uh, working with our father. <laughs> and we, we had a they really. They were playing yeah, when we they were, were supposed to be working with their father. <laughs> we had a really, really <laughs> slow winter. Uh, yeah. We were working up in uh, by the ski slopes here up in, in Vernon. Right. And uh, it it was like, that was the coldest winter we had in a while. Like, we've had some now in the last right, couple right. of years that, that, have, that have mashed and been colder. But um, that was like the, one of the first times that I have memory of it being like single digits or below right. zero. And, and yeah, uh, the wind chill. And yeah, you're up yeah. In, this, in this valley and the wind would just whip down this valley and it'd be you you couldn't you couldn't do anything like you you had to wear big gloves and that's like you're trying to yeah, right. you know you're trying to run a nail gun you're trying to uh hold nails to right, right. uh you know to hammer in studs and stuff yeah. like that or even like braces and stuff and um you know every time we, we that we would try to uh do the decking when you're you're gluing it and right. you know we were I think we were using ringers or something like that. Um, this is before the screws took right, over. Right, right. Um, 
it was too cold to to use the the glue. Uh, the glue, oh, the glue yeah. would wow. freeze on you. Wow, and yeah. Yeah, and Dan and I actually had a glue fight one day. <laughs> 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 glue in the, yeah, glue in the hair. Glue in my hair. Heat up the glue <laughs> in front of the exhaust on the compressor, <laughs> and then it'd be like, okay, it's ready to go. Well, they cut the top and start throwing it at each no, other. No, 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 no. We're supposed that's to be putting happened. down the decking, guys. No, that's not what happened. I yeah. tried to hit it with like a baseball, and it fucking <laughs> went all my hair. Yeah, it exploded. <laughs> um, so like it was, it was just tough, and we were like, we were both out of shape, and uh, you know, you're like trying to climb up onto the the floor joists of the, the second floor or something like that. You're, like, struggling and kicking. And it's like, man, a lot. Like, yeah. I am I am out of out of shape, you know. And um, we had been watching a lot of uh, the UFC and, and, and Pride at that point. And, um, wanted to try, and we would always dick around yeah, it was and wrestle around. around right. at, at, you know, on the, the, the roach coach would come twice. Right, 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 okay. Yep. <laughs> We'd stop at breakfast on the way in. <laughs> An hour and a half later, the catering truck would come. We'd eat, and then like two hours later, they'd come again. Roach coach. And it's like you. Uh, so there was downtime, and and uh, we just kind of started wrestling around. And then a couple months later, we finally decided to to give it a shot. Yeah. And then uh, we told our our first instructor, we're like, oh yeah, you know, we want to fight. And he's like, okay, give me like two to three years. Like, All right, you know, let's. I mean, I was. 21 he was 23 yeah. when we walked in the door and like okay so we we started training and i think we trained once and then it was like it was like a friday or thursday or something like that and we both just banged up so sore because we hadn't done anything and and uh took a couple of days off you know and then like the next next week we come in and uh i think we trained like we trained like six days a week yeah. And then, like, seven days a week for the first, like, year and a half. Wow. Yeah. Um, How much fighting was done? Is it pretty much sparring every day? or you? you no. We actually, yeah. you know what? We did we did, uh, we did did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, every day. Um, and, like, we we were gearing up. There was a, a grappling tournament. Right. Um, three months after we... we oh, so, so you did your training every day and then gearing up for a tournament. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we went into this tournament. We both did well. The following week, he got us contracts for our first fight. So it was, yeah. it was basically six months to the day, from the wow. day we walked in to the to the day we stepped into our first you know ring to to fight. And yeah. uh, we made some mistakes <laughs> along the way. And you know we we did we were doing really well, but um, but like <laughs> you think about it, <laughs> and it's like what we set up here at the gym mm-hmm. and what we had. Yeah. It's like we had we had. Good jujitsu instruction, particularly for for you know where we were. <coughs> we were lucky at that point because yeah. the guy, we were hu- yeah. I guess he just saw us. We were hungry and mm-hmm. wanted to do it, and we we're you know wrestlers, so we were and young. So yeah, we were young. Capable so of doing it. he he kind of just put all his attention yeah. on us. I mean, he had there were you know ten, fifteen other guys in the class at the time. It was a wow. small place, and it was like just concentrated on. Yeah. He would just sit in front of us and yeah. watch us and and coach us. And it kind of sucked because it was like, it it kind of separated us. Some mm-hmm. of the people were a little bitter towards us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't us doing it. It just yeah. happened that way. Um, but we were fortunate in the fact that, I mean, he literally just coached us wow. every night. It was just like, mm-hmm. all right, you do this, do this, you know. And he wasn't a, a high level. No. He was only a blue belt, a purple belt. At the time, I think he was a he was a purple. blue, and then he got his purple, like, yeah. right Right after we Jeff started there, was yeah. a blue belt. He was a blue yeah. belt, but huh, the thing is, like, he yeah. literally just sat in front of us and just taught us everything, yeah. like, you, you know, hand, you know, hand position here, this, yeah. that. 
You could and, uh, you could do that. You could attack yeah. this, that, you know. And it's like, so right. it just like started clicking. And we were uh, uh, just picking it up yeah. pretty quickly, just because we had that like intense instruction right, from the right. beginning. And uh, yeah, we again, like Jim said, we both did well in our first grappling tournament. Someone better than someone did better than the other one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got destroyed my first match. Really? Yeah, I was so nervous and just like <laughs> I had no idea. I was like. You know, I had no idea what to expect. Zero. You know, I wrestled, but I didn't know if it was right. going to be like a wrestling match. And the kid just mauled me. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get subbed, but I got I got basically tech balled in a yeah, grappling wow. match. <laughs> and it was just like, what the hell just happened? And then it kind of just like, all right, it's uh-huh. not, you know, it's basically a wrestling match. So then, uh-huh. I, you know, I was able, I did much better after that. But, yeah. uh, but then where we, where we fucked up is, like, we were going there for every day for jiu-jitsu and... Yeah. Um, you know, and then sparring once a week, and um, we had never done any boxing or kickboxing yeah, or nothing. any type of strike, karate or anything like that. And uh, since we were there for jujitsu, uh, we started taking the cardio kickboxing class. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Those I would take it. There was a bunch of women. Those things kicked my butt. That's how I met my wife too. She was. <laughs> <laughs> I seen some women that like, man, you don't want to mess with them. Yeah. I mean, they're kicking that bag pretty hard. Yeah. And I, yeah, so I know what you're saying. They're, yeah. So it was. It was kind of like, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to be a professional, yeah. and, and it's like, you're doing a cardio kickboxing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey, you know, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. Could have been taking like Pilates or yeah. something, yeah. you know, yeah. and then competing in a Pilates competition <laughs> yeah. on the side, doing your MMA on one side, you know, one day a week, and then yeah. go do a Pilates on the next. So it was, it was, uh, you know, and that place ended up, it, it closed down, and and we moved schools, and then. We were there for a while, seven years, something like yeah. that, and then, then we opened this place up. And yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been cool. a ride. Yeah. So. so you feel like as you guys are getting older now, getting a little harder because oh, yeah. I'm a lot older than you guys, yeah. but I feel it. Yeah. And I feel it, and um, <laughs> but I don't want to give up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing that gets me is like I look at some of these younger guys, and I'm like, man, there was a point in my day when I was young, mm-hmm. and I yeah. could do a lot of things that I can't do. Yeah. yeah. But that's okay. Like, you can't expect that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, I know that for my own training. It's not like I used to, and I got a lot of guys I train in a CrossFit gym, and, hey, man, you got to do this. I'm like, dude, I've been competing my whole life with things, and yeah. I, I just want to do mm-hmm. what's right for me. Yeah, I, it, It's something I try to, like, instill in most older people or people who are figure they're past them, and they're, they're just over 40 and never really done much. Mm-hmm. I was lucky and fortunate enough to have been training my whole life, so this wasn't a big deal for me to yeah. stay with it. But, uh, I mean, do you guys see the same thing with the fighting? Yeah, there's definitely, like, it's, it's, it's weird. We, we, um, we had, we came up into fighting, we tr- fought for a couple of years, and then we didn't, we didn't really have any strength and conditioning as part of our training. It was a, it was a lot just, you know, uh, we were training jujitsu and we were training Muay Thai and, mm-hmm. and, and wrestling. That was about it. And you know you do little workouts here and there yeah. at, at you know team practice and stuff like that. But uh, we met uh, we met Martin Rooney of Training for Warriors, and and then it's like all of a sudden we had world class strength right, and conditioning. Right. And I mean we went in there the first day, and it's like bench day, and it's like fuck thirty five, you know, and it's like yeah, like holy shit, and then it's like. Uh, I'm sitting there next to Frank Yeager, and he's like ripping out 225. And it's like <laughs> son of a bitch, yeah. you know. And it's like, granted, my arms are like six inches longer than his, 
you know, and just build wise. I've right. always been more of, I'm good at pulling things. Right, right. I'm a hugger, you know, <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, it's like, man. And the way that, the way that we trained at, at Martin's was we were, we were training to get better. We were training for basically for every day. Right. Like yeah. we were, that training we were doing because, uh, and the way we were doing it was, was because we had sparring right after it and live right at, and all this other stuff. Yeah. Where sometimes in the MMA side, we got to that point where it was like, you're, you're just gearing up for this, this event. Right. And like, there's a, definitely now as I get older, it's like, man, I, I want to train to feel good every day. Like, yeah, you know what? I've got a fight coming up in, in you know, in six, eight weeks, whatever it may be. Um, but if I do something stupid, if my, my ego comes out, oh, well, you know, we're doing, we're doing the strongman test today, right. you know, like, uh, and I and I dig too deep. Well, then it affects me for three days, four days, right, where right, where right. It, it's going to affect my other training. Sure. So it's like, or you know, or you're going live. Like I mean, we've we've been fortunate in that the the group that we've had in in MMA, uh, you know, our sparring partners throughout the years have been uh, really good group of guys. Yeah. Um, not much ego, you know, and um, just a very close knit group. But it's like when everybody's gearing up for fights and everybody's kind of on, it still gets kind of dangerous sometimes sure. because oh, yeah. if you're not, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Me is, you know, 2011, I'm on a six-fight tear in the UFC. If I have a bad day, I'm, st- I'm coming. I'm limping out of the gym, you know? Sure. And it's yeah, like, yeah. and that's not a good thing because I don't get paid in the gym. Right. I get paid to show up on fight night. Right. This is kind of, this is kind of a weird deal, huh, where you're not – People do people understand that? I wonder how many people actually know how the procedure is. That like, it's yeah. a, if you don't show up at fight night, yeah, all your money's like, uh huh, loaded at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you they don't pay for your training and all no, the things no. you're doing. And and you know like it is crazy the 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 parallels between the outdoor industry and and what what MMA used to be really and mm-hmm. and still kind of is a little bit, um, you know, and is that it's it's just like, it's not sponsorship in in terms of what that's supposed to mean right you know it's it's uh it's that that transaction you know you're getting you're getting hired to wear the shorts or wear the you know shoot the bow or whatever not like live the lifestyle that it takes right to be able to shoot the sei number one you know i get what you're saying but it's like to me right and a couple of things you know we'll bring up my drink i came up with Mm -hmm. it it was only because uh i was pushed Mm -hmm. by one of the sponsors who actually said yeah Hey man, you got to do some things for yourself. Um, but when you talk about sponsorships, it's kind of weird to me when I'm hearing that that they wouldn't support you to get you mm-hmm. in the ring because it's, well, yeah, but you're, yeah. you're not going to be there. You're not going to be ready for the yeah. ring if you don't have yeah. the training, yeah. to, you know, yeah. to get in there. And you know, like when we were fighting on the local circuit, it's like, yeah, you're, you know, we're we're framing during the day and and training at night. Right. It was good in certain ways because it kind of forced us to condense our work in the gym and we would kind of train specifically to go hard for 15 minutes because that was our fight length and it's like everything else you know and then then once we signed with the ufc it's like all right you know we we had to tell the old man like we're we're you know we can't we can't work with you every day now you know and and uh 
we have to focus on training because we're fighting the best guys in the world. Right, right. And even though you're coming in and fighting for, for pennies, uh, you still had to make that jump. Sure. You know, yeah, and that's, and big, that's, that's the thing is, like, if somebody was there along the way sponsoring you yeah. and, like, here's, <coughs> you know, here's 500 bucks a month just to, you know, just to here's pay for some gas, pay for, you know, right, a little right, training right. so that you can, that you can not have to have that day job to to go fight on the right. highest platform in in the sure, in the sport sure. um but it's uh yeah it's a, it's it's definitely weird the way that it's always been you no know, man it's but it's like that in everything yeah 10% of the people get 90% of the money mm -hmm. yeah. it, every 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 walk of life if you go down and think about it 10% of the people get 90% and the rest you know if you make it mm -hmm. if you're winning if you're top guy you're going to get it oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just the hard thing is to sit there and think about you don't want to give up. Yeah. And yeah. you want to stay with it when <coughs> yeah. you realize the chances are, yeah. are tough to get to that payday. And it shouldn't be about the payday, man. But well, I don't think what people are saying, just right, just putting gas in your mm -hmm. car and, yeah. and food and, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, like, we we uh, uh, we actually spoke on it on, I think, our last one where it's like you see guys towards the end of their, end of their career, guys that are, like, leaving the UFC and going into, like, Bellator and stuff like that, and it's like, why you know why are they performing a little bit worse than they used to and it's like man once you throw a couple kids on it and it's like yeah. it like i love fighting i love I, I i've always done it to go out and do my best like that's always been the the drive like fortunately winning has come rather easily you know like right. it's it hasn't been like you know i've won most of my fights you know more than i've lost um but I always wanted the best out of myself. That was the idea. Right. Like, it didn't matter who I was fighting. I, I want to perform my best, and I want them to bring out the best in me. And that's that's really what it is. But th then you get to that point where it's like, well, I'm doing this so that I can put food on my kid's plate so I can keep the lights on in the house and all this stuff. So it's like you start making some decisions where it's like, well, you know, I kind of feel like shit, you know, and like, uh, like when the line was kicking my ass, it's like, man, I, I, I had the one fight, you know, a year ago. It's like, I did not want to fight. I didn't feel like fighting. I felt like garbage. I hadn't, I hadn't wow. trained. I couldn't train, but it's like, I have to fight because if I don't fight, sure. I don't get paid, you know? And it's like, you make that decision to, to show up in a, sh in, in a condition that you're not happy with in order to still make the money and get paid and it's it sucks it but is. at the same time my life is countless times better because of my family you know and, and right right it's kind of weird because i go through the same thing people see a lot of times uh me hunting all over the world mm -hmm. going, man i'd love to do what you do but the pressure and mm -hmm. the just to travel and be away from home and yeah. look man, i'm not going to knock it then it's what i want to do i made this decision but it's a tough life, man. Mm -hmm. It's a lonely life. Yeah. You know, you're out there and you're by yourself, or you're even, you know, it's just and you're not seeing animals. Mm. You just you got to make a television show. You got to, you know, yeah. it's like like you said, you got to go fight. Yeah. Even when you don't feel like doing it. Yeah. When it becomes a job, it's um, it's tough. I wouldn't change it. Yeah. Because I still love what I do. Yeah. But it's um, I don't think everybody always sees the they only see the one bright yeah. side mm -hmm. of it, and they don't see the other side. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it's it's strange. Yeah. When yeah, when it's like. When it's like that's your, 
you know, <laughs> when it's that's how you're you're providing, that's how you're you know, or right. whatever. It's like it, the the priority of it change. You can still love it, you can still be passionate about it, but it, the motivation is always going to kind of roll back to like. Well, and even like you guys, you know, old guys, especially compared to me, you're half my age. But I look at this and I go, yeah, in this sport, you're starting to get up there a little bit, right? You know, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you've got your gym, and you're training other people. And um, is that cool for you guys? I mean, like, do you get much? Like, do you? You only been here like two years. You were telling yeah. me, and place is amazing. Thank you. Beautiful, Thank you. really it's a great gym. So Thank my point you. is, like, <laughs> <laughs> I did all of this. <laughs> I even hung the drywall. <laughs> <laughs> don't go look at it. Yeah, don't go look at it. Yeah, don't don't go look close. at it. That's all right. I won't put my glasses on. I can't see yeah. it. It looks great. <laughs> but my point is, so now you're doing this other thing where it's it's kind of, you're still involved. Mm-hmm. You're still yeah. training. You're still fighting. I, I get that. But there's going to be a point when that stops, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you're going to say, well, we still have this. Yeah. Look what we're doing here. And we're passing it on our knowledge to that next generation and mm-hmm. still kind of cool right it's definitely cool you know yeah. uh we the the atmosphere that we have here and it's kind of you know it wasn't like um necessarily by plan but yeah, i guess yeah. it's just kind of the guys that we brought in t- and and have around here it's a it's a really g- great group of people you know and it's a very very close-knit um group you know obviously we have our ins and our outs and that that's the way that any any gym is going to be um but the there's there's definitely the 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 core group is is just it's family oriented and just a just a really really great group of people you know it's funny because it's less than an hour from my house i never know knew this was here you wouldn't well, now i got to go yell at somebody. Well, I mean, if you, were, <laughs> if you, if you drove through Sparta, you wouldn't know a, uh, a yeah. facility like this. You know, it's like a world-class facility you guys got here. Hmm. So it's like, yeah, man, it's got you got to get it out there and get people knowing yeah. it. Because I think a lot of people would be interested. Maybe they're not interested in the physical contact or mm-hmm. the actually fighting, but to learn how to defend themselves. Yeah. I, find oh, yeah. I find the same thing with the hunting, where people are more interested in learning to hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't know if they really want to kill an animal, yeah, but they'd yeah. like to know about... The tracking, and they like to know about <laughs> hanging in the That would be Pat, and, our technical yeah, but you, guy. But you know what? Man, I, I got people who've come out with me and only brought a camera. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and and I know if it'll upset them, but I know they're really serious, and, and they really want to learn. Let's just bring cameras. Let's mm-hmm. just video. And But, you know, you're still going to sit. Yeah. And I don't think they understand they sit in a tree stand, dark to dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. It's, it's a mental game to yeah, sit yeah. there, I mean, for that many hours. Yeah. But if you want to see what I see, yeah. and you think it's easy, it's not, you know. Sent free, you're up at 3.30 in the morning, you're getting into the woods, walking your way through. But it's amazing to see their faces, even though they're not shooting the animal, just videoing or taking pictures of it, um, and the animal not knowing you're there. Yeah. It's kind of rewarding. Yeah. So I wonder how many people, if they knew this place was here and didn't feel intimidated that they'd have to fight every time they came in, would love to do the mm. training and just to get people who, you know, yeah. just to learn to defend themselves. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're working on it. We're yeah. trying. <laughs> we do have a pretty diverse uh, class mix, yeah, too. So we yeah. run kids' classes. Right. We run cardio classes. Um, so you can definitely come in here and get a great workout, and nobody will punch you in the face unless you ask them to. Is there a yeah. requi- height requirement? Nope, there's no, no, no height requirement. Okay, just for, uh, just yeah. for myself. <laughs> like to cut that out of the way right away, you know? The other thing, too, is we have some amateur fighters. Our yeah. amateur record is outstanding. Yeah. Some of our up-and-comers, we just went uh, two for two this weekend. Yep. Wow. And, uh, two weeks ago, we had... 
three for three, three right? Now, yeah. yeah. So Our guys have been doing very yeah. successful. That's cool. So that's something to be proud of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jim and Dan, who they brought in, and yeah. and the, the whole culture. I think coaches. Is yeah. It's hard working culture. Doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Right now, and let me ask you now, as you guys are getting older <coughs> with your training, <coughs> have you changed things up a bit? Slow the things down. you used to do with well, <laughs> you think you used to do what you were twenty, did you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Slowed down the. the I remember, you know, fighting and then taking a couple of weeks off and then jumping right back into it. And it would be like, all right, you'd be sore for two, three days, right. four days, and then it'd be fine. You could just get right back into it. Now it's like you need to plan that. Yeah, you got to plan, plan your entrance. Like <laughs> I need a solid month of yeah. like. Little going by slow, little. Yeah. Go, coming in a little bit longer, going a little harder, and then it's still hard because it's like you still have that ego of like, ah, mm. oh, fuck that, man. Yeah, you young, can do it. I can still, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still kick your ass. But, uh, you know, it's still, it takes a lot longer to get back into it. A wow. lot longer. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's not as easy as it used to be. Just be like, oh, yeah, I, I've been off for a month now. You know, Jump I in on a Sunday, get beat up for a little bit, and then that whole next week you'd be sore, but then it's gone right in a week and you're out. right back in. It's weird, though, because, I mean, I didn't grow up in this kind of a culture where we had, you know, we, we, I worked out in gyms. I didn't start until I was late in life again. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always playing ball. I didn't have to. You know, we didn't really do that. And then yeah. um, I wish I did the kind of training I'm doing now or kind mm-hmm. of like what you guys are doing because, I mean, I've been doing this CrossFit. Now, look, I'm not good at it. I don't compete or anything like that but i do it because it makes sense to me yeah well i mean i'm on the mountaintop i'm flipping it you know i'm i'm, I'm moving a moose or a caribou i have to move it yeah. my back goes out on that mountain yeah. there's no one coming to get me mm-hmm. you can get flown out it's it's 10 grand to have those helicopters yeah. come in Oof. and get you out and i mean you, you're just bringing a world of hurt on yeah. yourself so if you're going to go there flipping tires uh using a sledgehammer uh, and he builds strength yeah. and the funny thing is like i always lifted weights and i'm like i don't know man i don't bench press anything in the woods yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i don't see where i'm gonna actually use this and i and then as i got older now my ligaments and my joints just can't handle it mm. they can't handle that kind of weight so i think that whole cardio thing and i, mean, I just look at what you guys do yeah. and it's kind of geared up for being outdoors and yeah. being physical and you know it yeah it fits a lifestyle is what i'm saying yeah. yes yeah yeah I think that uh, that what you do in the backcountry is so underestimated by people that don't understand it. Like, you, you shoot a moose or, or your brown bear in Alaska. What's it like getting that animal back to civilization? Well, first thing in Alaska, there's called something called a wanton waste law. I mean, it's every piece of edible, not edible, every piece of red meat, bloodshot or not, has to come out of that animal before you remove the hide or the horns. Mm-hmm. So people don't understand that. And I'm talking they've come down with... Helicopters, you know, fish and wildlife, inspected carcasses. I mean, every piece of neck meat. And you basically make one bag that becomes dog food because it's been bloodshot or whatever. The humans can't eat it, but it still has to be removed. And it's all removed on your back. On your back. So That's you pack crazy. it out. So, you know, I've been doing stuff like with the water jugs. I pack it. I'll start now. And I'll get ready because I'll be in Alaska in November. Um, and, you know, I'm going to have to pack an animal out. And you just, you, it's, it's up mountains. It's down. It's... It takes a lot of toll, especially, like I said, I'm old. I'm 59 years old, so my body I, I becomes a year-round thing just to be in shape to do a trip like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just like going to work, man. Mm-hmm. You shoot yeah. the animal, it goes down. You know, you, you owe it to that animal. You've taken its life to harvest the meat and do it properly. Oh, absolutely. I, I, there's no steak I've ever had that has tasted better than... Um, like especially like you're eating these either freeze dried mountain house or 
get catching maybe some fish in the stream if you're lucky. But that first piece of meat, like I went on the last hunt in Alaska, I was two weeks in in uh, Alaska for caribou, and they drop us off with a boat and pick you up in two weeks and set up our tent camp and uh, it was me and two cameramen, my son and another guy who I brought up from Argentina. And when you first put that caribou meat, that we finally got one after four days, and you put it on that fire, that open fire, and you're sitting there on a on a on a stream in Alaska, and the northern lights are coming through, and you're like, dude, yeah. I've made good money in my life. I've done a lot of cool things. Uh, I don't know. I can't explain it, but yeah. I'm not a real religious man. I don't. I'm not a church goer, but I believe. Um, if you doubt there's a God, and you sit on that river. Sorry, man. <laughs> you got to come with me and see that. If you doubt that there's something out there, because I've just seen some of the most beautiful things. Been on a mountaintop and just, just been in awe, and yeah. wonder, like almost brings tears to your eyes when tears to your eyes when you're sitting there looking, going, "This is unbelievable. I can't believe yeah. this is me, the kid from Brooklyn, up on this mountain. Mm, like yeah. that's that's the cool thing. Like you guys have done such cool stuff with what you're doing, and now as you're getting into the outdoor world and doing more, the first trip maybe you know you set up and you're going to go to Alaska, and you're going to do something and you get up on that mountain. It's like, you remember the guy who was chasing the deer in Sparta, New Jersey, mm. and then you go, look at us now, man. Yeah. And it's not, it's just that you're you're, you're physically able to do it, yeah. and then if you start honing your your skills where your your survival skills where you can do this, I, I guess it's as cool as like. Going in the ring mm -hmm. and saying, hey, man, I survived. I know I can handle myself here. It's yeah. just adding another thing, another dimension to your life. Yeah. Where you're going to a place that, like, man, it's all relying on you you physically. Yeah. Like, if you can't do this physically, you're not going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. To me, that means something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe in the end, it doesn't mean anything. I don't really know, but <laughs> it does to me. Got me fired up. Yeah. Well, I want to go right yeah. now. <laughs> it's cool, man. It's well, cool. Like I said, it's just... Um, yeah, I've been to some pretty amazing places. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's kind of like like we were saying in the ring. It's such a small look. You know, your 15 minutes. The same thing with hunting. That you know, taking that shot is such a just a small portion of what you do. Getting ready, like you said, getting into wood with no scent, and then getting the animal out is right. is really kind of. Well, most suburban hunts are, are not bad because you know you. Guys can help drag your deer yeah. out. You call three buddies and everybody. And yeah. I'm not knocking that because that's all cool and I do it. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. I think the thing for me in the backcountry hunts, that became very intense. You know, you're going to sit all day. It's like, you know, boredom, 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 bam. There's this thing. Your heart's pumping. You get your shot. But the backcountry hunts, the reflection, the time where you have to, I mean, in the ring it's tight. 15 mm -hmm. minutes, boom. But when you get to sit on a mountain and think about your life and your family and all the things you've done, yeah. man, it, it puts it all in perspective is what I'm trying to say. Mm. You know, and, and to know that you're up there and you could do that and you're staying in a tent and you just – and, you know, I've had ice storms blowing. We got stuck on a mountain, had to come down. One time in my life where I actually froze up trying to cross rocks because my guide is basically like, dude, I'm going to get down. He's 25 years old. I'm going to get down. Here's the way. Follow me. But <laughs> you got to get down. Like – we can't help you. Mm. Like, I can't carry you. You know, it's dangerous. So, I mean, you're going from rock to rock, and it's ice, and you're like, man, if I go, I'm off this mountain. It scares you a little bit. But I think, you, man, you should do something every day, at least once a day that scares you. Mm -hmm. One yeah. thing that you're afraid of. Just, I don't care what it is. One stupid thing a day that you're afraid of because, I don't know, it makes this whole thing worth doing, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. what, what else? I mean, you've got family, but, you know, my kids are grown. My yeah. kids are your age. So, I mean, my kids are gone. I mean, they do their own thing. I talk to them and stuff. But 
you know, when you get older, you start looking back and you go, wow, what's what's this all about? Mm. And yeah. I don't know. I'm just still filling the bucket list is what I'm saying. should touch a snake every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something that scares you. Not something specific. You should be able to choose it. <laughs> Fuck snakes. I don't like snakes. No? No, they freak me out. They're unnatural. <laughs> they're unnatural. Yeah. They're they're weird, but they're, I I don't mind them. I had a big python did a thing for Dead Down Wind. A buddy of mine has. Uh, did you ever see? How, I don't know. You guys are young. There was a white snake video. There was a big yeah. white. Yeah. Oh, we know white snake. Yeah, we this know white my, snake. This is my buddy's. It was his snake. It's got yeah. JJ, and uh, he was an animal trainer. And we did one where he lowered the thing. I'm sitting there with like Dead Down Wind. You're all still. It's on YouTube. It's funny as hell. It's so stupid because it was years ago. And I got the snake come down over me like this, and it, I'm like. Never give away your provision. Never give away your position. Become invisible with dead down with. <laughs> 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 and the snake kind of like didn't know I was there and just like yeah. kind of went by. It was a big, <laughs> big ass snake. <laughs> I think we should reenact that. We yeah. should, yeah. We yeah. should do something scary every find day. It, man. It's should. on. Um, oh, what's it on? <coughs> I think it's on the. Uh, it might be on the My Name, Gus Kinjemi. I'll go ahead, just scroll. You're right there now. Scroll I down on that. Just keep scrolling all the way to the end. There's got to be load more. Yeah. I think oh, there it is. That's it right there. See that one, one right there? There it is. Now, you, now <laughs> you're going to get a laugh, man. This is early Gus, like the early Gus, you know, <laughs> the beardless Gus. Skip the ad, and here yep. we go. <laughs> Become invisible. <laughs> <laughs> See, do all the prep that we uh -huh. do to, be, to keep thing. yourself invisible, right? Notice that? Look at that. It's like some Rambo shit. Yeah, well, you know, you're just against the tree, and you want to just stay there, right? Because you don't want anything coming then. Fuck <laughs> 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 oh, that thing. <laughs> 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 yeah, Go on, Pat. It was a big snake, bro. Yeah, that yeah. is a big snake. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that. And I kept thinking this thing's going to stop and turn around yeah. and bite my face. <laughs> See, I didn't realize all those things would have made this uh, whole YouTube thing uh, become invisible with that. that yeah. Like if the snake would have bit my face, it would have went viral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody would have actually watched it. <laughs> oh, that's uh, terrible. Funny stuff, huh, man? That's un unacceptable. Stuff, man. Come on. <laughs> Keep me out of that. Uh, so we're, uh, you're, com you're coming back down soon. Yeah, right. we're gonna uh, we're gonna take you guys out. We're gonna do, do a turkey, turkey hunt. hunt. Yeah, we're gonna awesome. rock and roll, man. That's, That's right, right. running yeah. and gunning. That's right. Yeah, we got Coming a back. I got a good friend with uh, Garden State Whitetails. This guy Dave, we we hunted with him, Dave and Dave Schick, and we uh, hunted with him last year, and just through some people we we knew when we met him, and cool dude, and um, yeah, he's he and he also we'll do turkey hunt in the morning. Uh huh. Go out and do some Jersey turkey hunting, and then uh, he does this cool shad run. He's talking about where the shad are coming up to spawn right now. Mm -hmm. So it's in pretty fast water on boats, and we're out there. So he said the afternoon he would love to do That's it. Awesome. That's so awesome. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. again, keeping it a family. It's all in Jersey, you know. Yeah. We stay in Jersey here. You know, we'll slowly get you guys like over yeah. the yeah, over, over the state there. lines, <laughs> over the state lines. Like, oh my God, we could be in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, we, well, we fish we, the Delaware. That's well, here's a cool thing. Here's a cool thing that I'm going to do that, that you guys are going to do. Um, we go down with a buddy of mine, Red Eye Safaris, mm -hmm. and uh, we we um, relocate gators. Nice. Yeah. So you're going to go in the water, like 
You're going to catch them with a pole and pull them in and pull them out and tape their mouths closed, tape their legs, and then get them out and move them to a farm. Yeah. Not killing them, but you still got to get in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty intense. Wrestle a gator. Yeah. Well, you're not going to really wrestle. Gators man. in the water. The key is, yeah. the key is I've, I've done it. I've water. done it a couple. <laughs> I brought gators in live. You go in the water. I, I actually had a gator on one of YouTube videos that came up and bit the boat at night. Well, this is a funny thing. Here, I always hate when I'm from New York and I'm an Italian guy and I'm from New York and I get down with some guys from backwoods Florida. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Guys like yeah, yeah. who are looking at me like, he's he's pretty, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke. They're friends of mine. <laughs> well, you know, but anyway, so you don't know. And they're going, yeah. um, we go out into the swamps with this like this boat with a, a mud engine, like a big long thing that, and you're going in through this the Everglades and you're going at night and there's these gators and we're doing it with a bow. And it was just intense because we didn't kill him. We brought him in live, and then he would take him the next day to the processor, and we have it on the videos, and you'd see it live where mm-hmm. we killed it because they have a lot of bacteria. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if they're killed um, right there, they go right into the cooler. They're skinned really quick. The bacteria doesn't get into the meat. Okay. So the meat's really good. Um, and we did a, we did a couple of those where he, he told me, jump out with the rope. We caught an almost 11-footer. And he goes, we, we don't heat, but he knew what he was doing. He'd get them tired, and it's almost like your arm – you know, there's, there's no, the, the atrophy kicks it, not atrophy, um, the lactic acid yeah, gets yeah. in there and they can't, uh, they can't move. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of, until they come to, it's going yeah. take a while, yeah. a couple of hours. So you get out and you can get him. He's telling me, drag this gator to the shore. I'm like, don't they chase joggers and eat them? Like, <laughs> they can actually really run fast for a short distance. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he threw me out of the boat. Just jump out with the rope and pull him to shore. Go ahead, you can do it. <laughs> and, again, that's on video, too. And it's like you sit there laughing because you're like, Man, how did I get myself into these <laughs> situations? But this guy does the relocation where we never we didn't kill him, uh-huh. and uh, that's a cool thing because yeah. you know you you you're kind of getting the whole feel of doing the hunt, yeah, and feeling and getting close to the gators, all the danger part, but you're not killing them. Yeah, doing your part. Yeah, that's right. for conservation. You see, I'm, right. see, look, I'm right. looking out for you guys already. Yeah. <laughs> see, I'm looking out for you guys. <laughs> I want to eat some gator though. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Have you ever had it? I, I have not. I think a long time ago. You know, yeah, it's it's, it's, yeah. it's really weird. But gator is like uh, like beef. You know, you can got different cuts of gator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's better than others. And um, when you go to the processor down here, like Florida, they got like prime cuts that mm-hmm. are. Not the stuff you get in Gator Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> like that that's the we had. One of the restaurants up here, up here used to, you know, it's probably like three weeks old stuff. But yeah, yeah you would yeah. know what it is. It's fried. Yeah, yeah. It could be chicken. It could be gator. But um, that's why everything tastes like chicken. Yeah. Because yeah. they always give you the bad cuts. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yes, yeah, so it's it's cool stuff, man. It's cool to be part of that whole ecosystem. Because I go down there and yeah. do hogs, gators, and you know turkey and yeah, just you know. Rocking and rolling with if these I didn't, guys down if, there. If I didn't like mosquitoes, or if I did, did, didn't mind, did. wait, wait, what? I don't know. <laughs> if, I, if I didn't hate mosquitoes as much as, much as I hate mosquitoes, I think I was kind of born to be on the bayou. Yeah. Well, you know, man. I, I I'll, I'll give a plug for a sponsor, Thermosel. There you yeah. go. No, there you no, go. no lie, no lie with those. Without a Thermosel, and you know how many times I've been in Canada, like in a bear stand, and. Uh, Ah, it's cool out. There's no mosquitoes, and I've turned the thermostat off. And man, <laughs> holy cow! Where and western part of Canada is not near as bad as like Quebec, uh-huh. where you know above us, um, because we don't have the they don't have the black flies that they have. But man, oh man, you turn off those thermostats sometimes. It's amazing. So they really do work. We were actually uh, showcased standing behind the yeah. thermostat guys at the ATAs. Really? Uh, yeah, they did it. They posted a video and. Uh, 
<laughs> there was somebody, you know, it's got handsome dude, handsome, handsome dude, and the Miller Brothers shirt standing behind. Him. <laughs> 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 we weren't exactly showcased. We were just In photo bombing it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, That's how we knew we made it. Yep. Wow, I was like, yeah. man, you guys really did good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's yeah. a tough industry, man. <laughs> Especially when you when you're new to it. See, a lot yeah. of people who are really successful in the outdoor industry have been around it mm -hmm. since they were cameramen. Yeah. And they worked for major people who own most of the production mm -hmm. and you know they promote those guys and yeah it's cool man you can't you know you don't knock anybody but they've been around enough to know where the what they need to do and yeah. not do and you know yeah. when you're trying to learn this yourself it's it's a tough gig but i always say do it your own way man yeah mm. mma style right hunting mma mm -hmm. style there we go yeah. hands on <laughs> there you go hands on that's right do you think you could choke a gator out that's where uh, we need to go I'd roll it onto its back, tickle its belly. and I tickle its belly a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, what, you know what's bad about have gators? It, is their, uh, their tail. Yeah. We had one of the boat, one of the uh, shows that we videoed, and there these guys keep going, me, man, we'll go for a ten footer, and all right, we, you know, we, we, I said, I don't, I wouldn't. We passed about fifty gators. I drew a ninety pound bow back because I didn't realize what we had to do here. You didn't need a ninety pound bow, mm. but I mean, I'm exhausted, so I was like, dude, I'm shooting one. So we yeah. shoot him, and I. Blast him, we get him in. Well, he's been in the boat all night, and uh, those guys were going for a bigger gator. Well, we go to take pictures in the morning, right? You know, we went through, we fished all, you know, all night, and we didn't get another one. And we put the gator down, and he, I guess he came to, and that, that lactic acid kind of dissipated. He hit me with his tail so hard, sent me six feet, and that was only a nine-foot gator. <laughs> and the difference between a nine-foot and a ten-foot gator is, is that's the, the break point. Yeah. It's like nine-foot, they're long. Ten foot, they're 150 pounds heavier. Wow. So it's not just 12 inches. Yeah. It's 150 pounds because they start getting wider. Mm. When you get gators over 10 foot, they're Thick. beef. Mm. Still cool. Yeah. Scare you, I tell you. It's a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't scare cool. you. You know, you, if it's you intense. look, you got people. Yeah, it's yeah. intense. Yeah. Like you know, it's like you know, just don't <coughs> slip, don't screw up. Yeah, you know, yeah. be on your game. Mm. I'm getting excited. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not a bad trip, too, because I usually do it in the spring. So it's like, hey, man, you want to get out of here for a little bit and, yeah. you know, get some color. So I look all handsome for that. And I, and I, and I always usually make that 60 and over circuit yeah. that yeah. I was telling you guys about, you know. Yeah. I do I real the well. shower pictures. I yeah. do real well with the 60 and over circuit, man. I'm just letting you know, you know. <laughs> make a few bucks on the way down, yeah, you know, yeah. boom. Then I'm in the gambling lens. <laughs> right? I got it all covered. <laughs> You gotta get that base. I'm gonna talk your dad into come with me. Oh, no, no, you don't want it now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah no. It'll crush your game. Yeah, I'm too short. I need a tall guy. I need a tall guy. <laughs> you know. We'll get bail money together now. Yeah. 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 We'll start putting our crew together. You know, yeah, our sixteen over crew. You know. They're rolling down. Yeah. Bail money. We'll all wear the same like shirts yeah, yeah. or jackets. Go walking into bar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Walking into bingo. <laughs> the silver, <laughs> the silver foxes. Look at these guys. Oh, man. <laughs> we should get some dance moves too. Remember the '60s and all like oh, those yeah. those bands that would sing and do all that spinning around. We'll we'll have those moves. <laughs> That'd be, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'd pay to see that. Hey, yep. women over 60 would pay, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be sexist. That's so wrong of me to say that, right? There might no? be some men over 60. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, well, maybe we'll get get this thing rolling, man. There, there you go. go. Let's get some hate mail. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
I get it. I get it all the time too, especially like you, know, you watch that bear video. Yeah. Oh God. You know yep. what? We you know what gets me? Yeah, we have to. As a fan, if you didn't yeah. tell the bear story, I would never let, forgive myself. And the cougars. Let me, the, yeah, yeah. Because you talked about you talked about like the this amazing like heaven moment. You got to talk about crawling into a pit. Oh, you, <laughs> like what were we trying to say? I'm a, I'm like a sweet boy, a little, talking a little too soft. Talking no, about no, 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 no. Hard to fuck up, guys. No, well, we heard it. Beautiful. We heard it. Rainbows. I yeah. Should I start telling you about my double rainbow? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> It's a triple It's probably tear to my eye. <laughs> I think I said that too. Did I say frontier? <laughs> uh, right. I was a little too soft. Right. I forgot I was with MMA fighters no, here, no, you know? No. We're soft. I don't know if I'm going to make it we out are. of here, you know? That's what, that's what I think was, uh, might, might be happening. <laughs> He's too soft. We'll just let him go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want a little fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Right, the bear story was um, here's the deal, man. I went uh, I went brown bear hunting in Alaska, and um, pretty intense. They're they're huge bears, and uh, they fly you in, you know, float planes, blah blah blah. Drop you off tent, pick you up. Well, you have con- radio contact. You can get a hold of them, or you put a flag out if you get your bear, and they'll they'll do circling and they'll see it. And every one, couple of days they'll do a patrol. So I went the first time and. Um, I got it up on the screen while you're talking, guys. Oh, oh! <laughs> well, this is actually the second time. Hold on, I'll tell. Let's do the first time first, and then we'll show the second time. So I go the first time, and uh, I get this guy. He's like, jailhouse tattoos, and like, really like, you know, you gotta be careful when you open the door. He's opening like the tent like this, yeah. looking <laughs> out. You know, be careful of the bears. And I don't realize this guy was really afraid of bears. Mm. Really. So. Yeah. We're down on this river. We didn't want. He wanted want to go down. We go yeah. down there. I mean, it's MMA. I could talk any way I want, right? Yeah. He didn't want to go. My buddy and I said, you know, dude, with you, without you, with your gun, without your gun, because you have to have a guide with yeah. a, a firearm. Um, I said, we're going down. So we go through. But now I was walking through this grizzly maze of dead fish and bear scat everywhere. You start going, and all the all the bushes are like over my head. Yeah. You know, they're all about six foot, and you're going, man. Maybe this, maybe this wasn't too small. <laughs> but, you know, now it's too late. I can't turn back, right? <laughs> so now we get down on the river, and we're sitting there, and it's like my cameraman, my, my buddy Mike, and me, and then my guide. Well, this bear comes down the trail. We came down. Now it drops in the river. It's walking towards us. So my guy's freaking out. He's going like this, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. You can kind of see it because that's on YouTube also. And he's shooting. I go, calm down. I got a bow. What the hell do you want me to do, blow him up? It's not an exploding <laughs> arrow, man. Relax. <laughs> so here comes the bear. And as he gets by me, you know, we got it on camera, 12 yards, get the shot, get the bear. Problem is, like, when you go to a place like Alaska, you know, you're expecting that guy to point out it's a good bear. Yeah. It made the record book, which wasn't really that difficult to do for Pope and Young. But it was an eight-and-a-half-foot bear. It wasn't, you know, I know it's there. I know what I saw. This was probably the smallest bear I saw. And he just didn't really want to get close to him. He goes, you mean to tell me if I, you know, whatever. So I'm not going to get this whole thing. Anyway, shoot the bear. Wanted to go back. Went back a second time. They put me up in this mountain area, which, you know, you could see there. And for like four days, we don't even see a bear. So now I'm freaking out because I must have seen... You know, 20, 23 bears, I think, on that other trip. Mm. You see nothing. Yeah. So now it's four days. You're sitting there. You know, you're walking out every day, and you're glass. It's four. Finally, we see a bear walking. And uh, my guy didn't think we'd get on him, but we got on him. And as you can see on this video here, he's watching us. Bear comes down. And again, you know, you got an arrow. My, I got a whole way of doing this. It's, you know, my way. It's going to be a double lung, clean kill with a bow, or I don't shoot it. 
Look, I, I know a thousand guys who said, not that, I know some people who said they've shot bear with bows and they've been finished off with firearm. And, yeah. and when you do that, I guess that's cool. I understand it. But it wasn't the way I wanted to do it. Yeah, and when this bear stands up like shit, that, man, I'm like, you know, I didn't have much. Is that of on a, the screen? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You know, I didn't I didn't have much of a choice. Like he's running like that. See him running? We're gonna we're gonna back it up because I love Oh that's it. the dead yeah. downwind one. Yep, yep. See yeah. this is a different one than the other one, but it's okay because we added some pieces to this okay. that wasn't in the other one. Like he's there and <laughs> <laughs> You know, and he's like and but he comes back and we try to get a little closer on him, you know, and um I just can't close that distance, you know, but he's uh -huh. running around in there and he's grunting and yeah. but I'm like, Man, I, I can't shoot. Yeah. So I really had no shot, and, you know, he's looking, and I'm trying to get in closer, but it's like, you know, it just wasn't working out. No. Anyway. He, he's agitated at this point. Oh, he's yeah, coming he's towards you. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, they've really Holy got no moly. no natural enemies. So we are. So then we work. We hear some stuff on the river, so we said, you know, we have some lunch. We walk down to the river, and we get up on a bank, and then that was like the ideal thing because mm -hmm. the bear came and had no idea we were there. And uh, I wound up shooting the bear at five yards, Jesus. but it wasn't – it's an awesome bear. It's a, it's a, you know, SCI number one in the world bear. But the difference is um, it was an easier shot than that bear standing up yeah. and a lot less of a dangerous situation. Yeah. But, you know, you want to talk about dangerous situations, come on. This was nothing compared to the mountain line. The mountain yeah, line no, you got ridiculous. The mountain line was like, sick. Right, we, you know, I go to Wyoming. I'll keep it short, man. I don't know how many people are interested. We go to Wyoming. These are all, uh, these are I, all Everybody's there. interested. Please don't keep it yeah. short. These are all on YouTube, so you could watch them all. So I'm not lying. I mean, like, you can see them. So I got them up here. They, the people can see. Look at that. Look at you, man. Look, you know, you're all right. He's I, all right. They told me, like, you know, you, you know. <laughs> I'm not listening to anything they said about it. Don't, Gus. Don't, Gus. They lie. Well, that's, that's the cave we were in. We, we get there, we're going to, it's supposed to be one of these, uh, hey man, the dogs chase the mountain lion up a tree, mm -hmm. you hopefully don't have a heart attack, get to it, get mm -hmm. to it, take your bow and shoot it. I practiced it at home, I knew what I was doing, this wasn't a big deal. Anyway, man, do I look young in these videos, huh? <laughs> look, at, look, at, look at that, look at how young I look, man. Oh, you guys don't think that I'm still, <laughs> anyway, so we, we get there and, and it, long story short, the cat Goes into a cave. One of the dogs go in. The way they're trained to stay on the cat, mm -hmm. they won't leave it. So I had no choice. I said, I had, you know, my guide. My guy was kind of upset because it was his dog. But one of the other guides says, "Dude, we got you got the tag. We got to go in there." So we go into this cave and uh, we start uh, crawling in on our hands and knees. But then, that's like just a cave, right? Then there's a tunnel. Now you're on your stomach and you're just kind of and. And it keeps going, and we're going down and down, and we're 45 feet underground. Now, I felt okay because I was with a guy who was experienced, yeah, mountain lion hunter, mm -hmm. right? Okay. And um, the dog was on the cat, so I figured, all right, the cat's going to at least, you know, not going to go through the dog before I get a shot. Here you go in on the video. Right, but as you can see the video going in, it's, it's kind of weird because this is a cave part. Right, and you're crawling in through the cave, and you're getting going. We had a cameraman with us. Then you got to go on your stomach in this tunnel. Well, these this long tunnel um, actually connects these caves. Cat was in the back cave, but you know. Anyway, we get there. The cat grabs the dog. Dog's silent. We go a little. Further. We got to get to that dog. We get a little further. The cat starts growling at us. My guy just opens up and just unloads, <laughs> yeah. and I shoot once. I mean, I saw the cat coming. You can see its eyes. Yeah, yeah it I, is. I shot him once, and then I shot him once, and he landed on us. 
<laughs> Holy I mean, and it was shit. like, you don't realize how dangerous, I mean, how stupid that was. Hmm. Uh, dangerous. That, that had nothing to do with dangerous. That's just stupidity. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. That's running across a, a you know, a, a, a highway yep. and not getting hit by a car, but like just narrowly missing. I did it once. Don't do it a second time. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably not going to get that lucky. But again, that was just one of those really intense trips where yeah. you... Um, you're better for it that you made it through. Yeah. But you kind of say, you know, you, you yeah. T- yeah. scratch that one off. No more case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys are, you know, the, you told us the dog survived. Right. You're not going in that cave if the dog's not in that cave. No. Yeah. So. Nope. Yeah. nope. I mean, that's like. It's just, you know, look, dude, you you guys know, because you, um, you've been there. You've been face-to-face fighting. Mm. You, you know, it just. You got to do it. Yeah. This is what you came there to do. Yeah. Well, it's like training all this, and then you yeah. if you to get in the cage, you're like, oh no, 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 no I can't do yeah. this. I'm yeah. all, no, you got to go in, man. Yeah, this is yeah. what you got to do. Yeah. And I put myself in a situation where, I mean, things can happen. Yeah. I mean, and it, it did. You know, some people would say no, they wouldn't go in that cave. Most people I know said they wouldn't go in. They're probably a lot smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a wheelbarrow to get your balls back after that? Um, you know what, I think there are a lot of comments like that about that. You know, even with the bear, too, you know. But, um, hey, man, I just kind of, I told you, I told these guys I was like a weed in the wind. You know, where I got that, I fall to, I caved to that pier. <laughs> hey, man, you got to go in. Okay. Oh, what yeah. the <laughs> oh, you said we got to go in. Okay. I'm going to oh. do it. <laughs> wow. But, uh, yeah, it's just some intense stuff. Yeah. I mean, and, and and let's get back to this whole thing. The reason why I kind of connected with you guys was um, what you guys are doing. I saw your, like I said, I saw your pilot, you guys being outdoorsmen. Doing some stuff outdoors, but the training. Yeah. That's the thing that got me. And, you know, just some of these hunts are so physical. Yeah. I mean, that didn't take a lot of physical ability. You need to be able to crawl. Maybe you need some knee pads, you know. (laughs) Maybe a little. That's another thing. You know, when I was a kid, you know, we didn't have kids with helmets and knee pads and (laughs) elbow pads. And, you know what I'm trying to say, man? We were a little tougher than that. So it wasn't that hard for me to crawl in there. No, but I mean, you you know what I'm trying to say. um, You get in there and do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty intense stuff. <laughs> pretty crazy. Like, I, you know, I, I actually, I was, uh, I had just seen a, 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 a mountain lion mount, you know, it's like, man, like, these things are pretty freaking cool. Yeah. And, like, I, I had some, myself, as a, as a hunter, uh, I had some misconceptions about hunting them, you know, I was like, ah, you know, like, I like hunting the birds over dogs and stuff mm-hmm. like that like i don't know if i want to hunt cats you know because you have to hunt them with the dog and all that stuff but then it's like i actually looked into it a little bit more and it's it can be pretty fucking intense Incre- incredibly you know, physical like, yeah and, you're humping up and, and here's down the thing and that the two things that people don't understand mountain lion meat tastes incredible yeah i've eaten it on the video you see us cooking it it's incredible incredible table fare and um, and the physical aspect of it. Yeah. People don't realize that, like, especially you go to hunt in snow. Uh-huh. Snow's usually the best. Yeah. And you're going to have to get up these mountains. And yeah. um, it's pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, the shot, I mean, I, I even show myself, I pull a target up at a tree mm-hmm. and we do kind of a run thing. And then that's the big thing to be able to shoot. We're doing, we're starting something at my buddy's gym, um, his CrossFit gym, Coliseum Strength and Conditioning over in uh, Monroe area there. And what it is is uh, we're doing training, CrossFit training, and we have targets. And then you shoot your bow when you're nice. winded, when you got that heart, yeah. because um, that's when 
you have to shoot if oh, you're sure. doing a mountain hunt. Yeah. You're going to have to get up the mountain and make the shot. And it, it happened to me on a mountain goat hunt, which uh, I screwed up on. I mean, off the charts to hunt Kodiak Island. Government shut down, cut the, you know, shut the island down. It's a national refuge, so that was shut down. And then we have a 10-day hunt. Bad weather. Needless to say, everything happened. We got on there. We had three days to get this done. 4,000 feet straight up. We got up there. We couldn't get the spike camp set up because we didn't have enough time. So we, because um, we would have packed up for one day. So we hunted all three days. I get up the second day. We get, we see a goat. We follow it up to the goat. Snowstorm, ice is blowing in. It's, it's again, it's on video, and we're, um, we go around this ledge, and goat's go 12 yards away out of the wind. So I get my cameraman. I said, okay, dude, we're on a three-foot ledge on this ice. I said, all right, dude. Start the camera, step out. I'm going to draw my bow and come out. Well, I don't know what happened. He starts the camera. He steps out. It's all on video. I go to draw my bow, and I was so close to the rocks because I didn't want to go over mm -hmm. or have the goat see me that I think the back of my broadhead hit the rock and pulled it off the string. I step out. My arrow's off my string. Oh. And I'm looking at this goat looking right at me. So I, I let down. I, I knocked the, another arrow. I get it in there, and goat sees this and runs in. Yeah. There was just no point in taking a... Yeah. Stupid shot. There yeah. was, that, you know, he beat me. Um, I went back the next day and did get a goat, but I used my outfitter's uh, 375, which mm -hmm. was uh, <laughs> the guy's like six four, right? <laughs> we yeah. get in on these three goats, and he's like, "Dude, we're never going to get close enough." The, they're watching this whole bowl, so you're not going to get in there with your bow. So you make choice last day. He go. I said, "Give me your, give me your firearm." Mm -hmm. He goes, "No, no, this is a 375, bro. You, we're going to have to get like a lot closer." <laughs> so we crawl in and we dress in whites so and we crawl in mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, he's six foot four, man. So the eye relief is, <laughs> is really bad on the scope, bro, right? So I'm trying to look and forever. I'm looking and the goat's laying there. And I, boom, I squeeze up the shot. I hit him. Well, these mountain goats, when they get hit or in trouble, they'll jump off the mountain. Yeah. To save themselves. Yeah. yeah. So he goes, rack him again. So now I'm like freaking, okay, I see I hit him. He went down. Now he's starting to get up like his front legs. So I rack another shell. And now I'm like trying to get close. Boom, I shoot him again. Beautiful shot. You see the hair fly. Goat goes down. Okay. I didn't realize this scope came back and broke the nose. <laughs> <laughs> so I look at the guy and I go, hey, man, am I bleeding? He's like, Whoa. my whole face is covered. In <laughs> yeah, you know, just it was kind of like one of those. <laughs> that 375 we had mentioned it before, talking yeah. about the guy with the pig. Yeah. Yeah, God has a kick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I mean, if you shoulder it properly, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. But if you don't and try to do what I did to get close so you can actually see through it. He did that with a... 50 caliber muzzle loader. Oh. No. I, yeah. yeah. Well, I was facing right? back. Yeah. Yeah. He I had to swung around, around the tree like this. And I, and you know, I, I came around. So it was like the gun. I was shooting like that. Oof. And it went. <laughs> Call me or curl the eye. Split my eye open. Yeah, I know. It's pretty quick, too, man. Yeah. Right? You don't even know it did it. No, yeah. it's a bang. And I was like, holy crap. I'm like, look oh, at it. Like it was like a good punch. Is what oh, it was. crap. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty wild stuff, man. So, yeah, what, what's our time in there, Petrock? Oh, no, so we're good. Well, look, at yeah. that. look at that. Perfect. Time's flying. We're having Perfect. That. Yeah. Um, yeah, we told, you, told the, you told the cat story. You told the bear story. Told them all, we're man. We're going turkey hunting and fishing. Yeah. Um, how can people follow you on social media and check well, out? Well, my Facebook page, Live the Wildlife, is probably the best way yeah. to reach us and like oh i said all those videos put my name in gus congemi c-o-n-g-e-m-i um 
or live the wildlife the mm -hmm. videos are all there so you think i'm lying <laughs> <laughs> no i was just realizing that i i mispronounced your last name yeah no, it's okay. <laughs> it, it, out west they like they call me jimmy and i kind of dig that you yeah, know yeah. you know it's congemmy gem like gem gm gem congemmy it's easy mm -hmm. to remember but i like when they call me gus congemmy <laughs> you know, it's tough with the Italian things out yeah. there, man. They don't come. They call me an Italian because they, you know, they don't say Italian. They say Italian. Italian. Yeah, Italian. So. Uh, yeah. So I guess that's uh, that's all we got. Yeah. All we cool. got for today. So um, thank you everybody for tuning in. Yeah. Um, follow Gus with Wildlife TV, and. Uh, Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the Hands On Podcast so you guys get more, get some more crazy stories. And Gus might get us to climb inside a yeah. mountain lion den one day. Nah, it probably won't do that, but I think the gator <laughs> thing is right up yeah. your alley. The gator thing is definitely well, up our and, alley. You know, we're we're yeah. going to take you guys down. And, and, and All right. <laughs> I got, I've got gator skin boots. I need a belt there you go, to match. Man. Yep. And maybe some nipple tassels. <laughs> See, I knew, the, I knew you got me in here. <laughs> they got me down to this dungeon, man. They call it the studio. I come down. It's all dimly lit, yeah. and I'm going, man, Son I shouldn't be down here. Well, guys, I can't right, take yeah. it. Get out. <laughs> so, thank you again for tuning into the Hands Up Podcast. On behalf of everybody, I'm Jim, and thank you guys.